Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kay and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. Our next guest is a superstar in the sports industry. You might know her as a TikTok sports creator, where she has 57,000 followers, or you might know her from her sports reporter and hosting positions. She is currently working with NBA Top Shot, WNBA Top Shot, and Columbia Athletics, where she just graduated, receiving her master's in sports management. She also has her own brand called Sports with Aaliyah. Please welcome Aaliyah Funchell. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. So excited to have you here and happy you came on after just being at the NBA draft last last night. So let's (laughs) talk about that. Um, How cool and how did you go? Did you go with work or with your brand or what? Yeah, so I actually went with um, NBA Top Shot. We brought six collectors and their guests to the draft for like an access unlocked. Um, And so I did all the coverage for our socials with it. And it was just an incredible experience. Like they got to do things that I didn't even know you can even do like and see. And it was it was just so much fun. So it was a busy night, but it was it was a dream. It was great. Oh my gosh, I bet. And um, did you meet any other cool women in sports there or just? Yes. I did. So first of all, like my boss, uh, Carrie, she's amazing. And she, Mm -hmm. she used to work at the gist. So she's all about like women, women's sports and women in sports. And then, um, I don't know if you know Jordan, but she started, she's so sporty. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she was at the reception. So we got to hang out for a little bit too. So that it was so much fun. Awesome. Well, that, well, that's so great um, that you got to go with work and like go to a cool event like that. And then also meet such amazing people and like meet up with people that you've been talking with online, which I want to get into how I first came across your content on TikTok. Um, I remember being like, wow, uh, she does so much in the industry, just really at every opportunity and just so passionate about it. Um, I love to see that. And that's why I think TikTok's so cool. But um, then we recently ran into each other at Gotham FC also. Um, yes. And I think it's so fun, right? Meeting like other women in the sports industry that you meet online. I've seen you even do TikToks with people you've met up with, which is cool. it's it's crazy like it's so fun meeting people in real life and realizing that like you could actually be friends with them in real life too it's just it's weird how it translates over so it's so fun yeah and just like people with the same passion and going for the same goals just to um know that they're out there and you have that connection so I think there's such a great community um on TikTok and just like the behind the scenes of sharing your experiences in sports so how did you you know start creating content on that app and how did you get so much growth and did it take a while or was it just quick yeah so the growth part it's so weird like sometimes it will all come at once and then it will slow down for like months and then it will pick up but I actually started that account over quarantine in 2020 and I said to myself I'm like I don't want this to be a sports account like I want this to just be like where I can post dumb stuff and um, Mm -hmm. the second I posted a sports video it went viral 
Um, and so I'm like, you know what? Okay, maybe I should be posting my sports stuff. Um, and then I kind of had a second wave, like, because then I kept posting, like, my sports stuff, like, kind of reporting, like, kind of, like, in the way ESPN or Overtime would, like, post clips and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I have all this archived footage, because this was when sports weren't happening. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have all this, like, archived stuff. So I started doing that, and I didn't really show much of my personality. And then I started posting about my schooling and like kind of giving advice and stuff like that and that's kind of where I saw like a second wave of people come and that's when it was more meaningful because like having videos go viral like of clips I took is cool but like it's even more special when people are like engaging with you and you're speaking with people um so like that second wave of like where I truly found like people that wanted to work in sports or study sport management is it was so cool because then I started hosting zooms for people and um everything like that so it was it was crazy but yeah that's I think it was a sign when something went viral when I was like, I'm not going to post about mm-hmm. sports and then I do. And then that happened. So I'm yeah, very well, thankful. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you did too, because I feel like so many people look to your page, um, look to you as a role model, role model or look to you um, for advice. And um, it's great to get that content out there to share with others. I think that TikTok is honestly such a special place for that to like share your story, share your advice. And some people think, you know, scrolling on TikTok is just bad for you. But I think you can find so many useful things, especially in your specific niche that you want to look for. So great job on that. Um, Before we get into questions on your current positions, I want to ask about getting your master's from Columbia, like you talked about posting videos about that. Congrats. That's huge. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm sure so challenging, but definitely very rewarding. Um, How was your journey with getting your master's and why did you kind of choose that path? Yeah, so I kind of always knew I would get a master's um, just because if I didn't get into Columbia where I went to undergrad for sport management, you could have done it in a year and it would have been cheap. I could have lived at home. Um, Would have been a lot cheaper than the route I took, but I'm very thankful Mm -hmm. for the route I took. But um, so I've actually wanted to go to Columbia since I was 10. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Even like going into college, I thought I wanted to do journalism, just like straight journalism. Like I didn't really know sports media was a thing in this capacity. Um, so I um, set, I kind of, I didn't settle, but I, I thought I was settling at the time for staying in my hometown and went to Wichita State. I was a rower there and then I got into sports media and then I fell in love with sport management and I naturally kind of fell in love with it. And then my junior year, I saw an ad and it was like, oh, get your master's in sports management from Columbia University. And I, I froze and like, I got goosebumps all over because I'm like, how is it that my dream school that I wanted to go to since I was 10 has a master's degree in something that I've wanted, that I fell in love with, like naturally here in Wichita. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of a no brainer for me. And after like meeting with the people, I I came for a visit. I, cause I didn't just want to get my master's here just because I've been wanting to go to the school. But when I talked to them in person and they told me like, yeah, this is a prestigious university, like, but your test scores don't define you. Like we care about you as a person and what you bring to the table. As soon as they told me that I was sold because, you know, I have like test anxiety and like, Mm -hmm. I I don't think you should judge someone's ability to do something based off of like test scores. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm sold based off of like other things too. But I could tell that they really like value people as human beings instead of just like their grades. Mm-hmm. um so sure. I That's came important. here and yeah it, yeah so that's kind of how I decided to come here and I, I knew I wanted a master's degree and I knew I kind of had to get out of Wichita too I, I kind of grown out of it like I did everything I possibly could in Wichita 
Um, and yeah, so that's how I ended up here. Well, great job. And now I'm going to ask you, do you feel like it's necessary? I know you kind of made that choice, but do you feel like it's necessary to work in the sports industry to get that master's or, or what, what are your feelings about that? No, I definitely don't think it's necessary at all. I know that there's now some positions that are like, oh, master's degree preferred, but it's truly like based upon everyone's personal journey. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends that are really high up in positions than they're my age. And that's because they've been working in the industry since they graduated undergrad, whereas I took the two years to do grad school. So like anything's possible and like it does, it's not necessary, but for me, I think I've had so much growth um, professionally and personally that it really helped me um, in, in my journey, but it's, it's not like something where I'm like, you need to do this or else you won't succeed. Okay. Good to know. So then that just seems like it was the perfect fit for you. Just seems like it was fate for you. Like you needed Mm -hmm. to do that. So that that's honestly so cool and special. Um, But I I applaud you for keeping up with so many positions um, while studying and getting your degree. So let's talk about sports reporting. I know you kind of touched on how, why you wanted to be a sports reporter, but what was that moment where you knew that was the journey you wanted to take? So when I was like now that I'm in the position I'm at, I look back to everything I ever did in my life and I'm like, what the heck, this all led me here. So I've always studied in middle school, even yearbook, news mag and broadcast. And then in high school, I actually um, had an anonymous Twitter account where I gave updates on my school sports. Mm -hmm. And the whole four years I was in um, high school, no one knew it was me. And then I announced it on graduation that it was me. It was kind of like a gossip girl moment. That was awesome. Coverage. Yeah. And, and then like, but I still didn't put two and two together that I could make a career out of it until I went to college. Um, But the thing for me, it's like when I get to help tell stories and, and kind of like showcase things, that's, that's where like, I kind of realized I I got a job working at the newspaper right in college. um, And I picked up some sports stories and I didn't really interview them about like their athletic ability. I interviewed them about like, what they're passionate about. And it was more of like a human interest story. And the response I got from that, from not only like the athletes and their parents, but also like the community, I was like, okay, like this is something I want to do. I want to bring attention to things that are important to athletes and not just stats and, you know, if they're starting in the game on Saturday or not. So that's kind of like the turning point for me. Yeah, that's great. Like they're outside stories other than on the field. Like what are they like off the field? Exactly. Yeah, and so cool to be like on that Twitter account and then be like, hey, it's actually me behind it. Um, What was like people's reaction to that? (laughs) So they were like, I feel like people got so used to it being anonymous that they're like, oh, shoot, I forgot. Like there's a real person behind this. But my freshman year, people were tweeting at me. They're like, it was called Mav Nation. We are the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Mav Nation could be in my class right now. And I wouldn't even know it was them. And like people were going crazy crazy even my parents would talk about it at the dinner table so um Wait, like, your parents I, didn't know um they found out because <laughs> <laughs> they had on tweet notifications for the account and every single time the the account would tweet would be like as I would get home from basketball practice I'd like go on my phone and be like blah blah blah, blah. and they'd realize like okay this account only tweets like when Aaliyah is on her phone and like I kind of got a little suspicious like they were like, oh, I wonder, like, I think they kind of caught on. And then I, I, I don't have a poker face. So um, the second they were like, wait, are you Mav Nation? And I was like, yeah. And so they kept the secret for four years. That's so cool. I would have never expected you to keep it from your parents too. That's- yeah. <laughs> I tried, but didn't <laughs> succeed. 
Um, but with sports reporting, is there ever a time where you get like nervous interviewing something, interviewing someone like maybe somebody big? I mean, I saw you just talking to Dawn Staley, which by the way, so cool. But like, are <laughs> you, you are you just do you just feel natural at it by now doing it so many years, or do you still get those nerves before? So I think that like most of my nerves are gone forever because I just worked in an event and um, it, I talked to like Adam Silver and A-Rod and like these big names. And I think now I like have the confidence to go up to anyone, but um, I honestly never really been that nervous just because like I'm, I'm, I've been like friends with some pretty like big athletes, like growing up um, at least like big in the Wichita market. Mm-hmm. And I just realized like they're real people. So like the more I treat them like a real human, the more like it, it just became natural to talk to them and they open up more because of, like, I, I make them feel comfortable. So, um, I definitely still get nervous, but not in like a crazy way, more just like anxious and excited and just like, mm-hmm. kind of like stoked to even get to do that kind of stuff. So, but I like, thankfully, like don't really get nervous because of like them being like a prominent figure. Right. And I think that's a lot with sports when you work in the industry, maybe before you come in, you're like, oh, I get to be around these cool athletes and these big athletes. And then as you work in sports, you realize they're just normal people. Like we can help each other out with our job. If you're a sports reporter, if you're a photographer, even where you're up close and personal, you realize Mm -hmm. they're real people out off the field and you just want to form a connection with them and just, you know, help each other get whatever needs to be done. So So that's cool to hear, but who has been your coolest interview so far that like, you're really just proud of that you got to that point um, to interview them? Yeah, definitely. Like this past, the past few months have been crazy. Um, Like doing some internal work, like talking to Adam Silver, like he is my biggest inspiration in the sports industry. Like I admire him as a commissioner and just as a business person. And um, so that's been cool. And like Lance Stevenson, like some people like that, but actually like, I think the thing that like stuck out to me the most that I'm most proud of is actually someone that's from Wichita and it's like he's not as big of a name as like the people I've been interviewing and Mm -hmm. his name's Nico and he was an Olympic boxer and he took home bronze and in 2016 when he was at the Olympics I was like the biggest fangirl I was going to his watch parties I was like so hyped like he didn't know who I was and then in 2020 he came on my show in Wichita I had like a whole studio and he came on and he told me like he's never opened up to someone that much before like let alone on camera and he was like oh I'm a big fan of you and I was like oh wait like this is this is crazy so I I always reference that interview as like the one that I'm really proud of just because like the whole um you know full circle moment that came with it for sure that's such an exciting moment in your career especially to see somebody who's done so many things as an athlete and then come to you and say you know I look up to you you're you're a role model. That's amazing. So, um, but but back to speaking about almost like things going wrong or being nervous for interviews. Um, let's talk about challenges as well, Mm -hmm. seeing them in sports, um, especially being young in the industry, you kind of run into challenges or things might go wrong because you're just starting out and you're just learning. How do you handle when you make a mistake or run into a stressful situation? Um, what's your advice on that? Yeah, um, I, I'm a big fan of like, room for error and learning and like, what can I learn from this? Um, A big thing I think even growing up as an athlete is like, just try not to make the same mistake twice. Um, But for me, it's like, we're all learning and we're all human and um, kind of just giving yourself grace. And Mm -hmm. I've also realized that like, 
you're your hardest critic like something that I think I might mess up and like oh my gosh like I can't believe I did that people are like it's no big deal like don't be so hard on yourself so I think that's something that we need to realize is I feel like we get in our own heads a lot whether that's with imposter syndrome or any other just crazy thing that like your mind tells you like the reality is it's maybe not as big of a deal as you're making it so I think that's what I tell myself just to kind of like calm my nerves it's like it's okay like I'm the one that's hardest on myself so um that that was a big thing for me just to kind of learn and I'm it's still an everyday process like it's never like okay I'm fixed I don't have anxiety about it anymore I'm not nervous it's like it's kind of something I have to remind myself all the time yeah, for sure. And I definitely do the same thing. Sometimes I even bring attention to like things that I do wrong. And I'm like, there was no need to do that because nobody else was thinking about that. Or exactly. No- <laughs> and I just brought yeah. it up to be a bigger problem. So, so definitely um, working on that is important, I think, for everyone. Um, but let's talk about Sports with Aaliyah, your brand, and tell us more about that and why you created it and what you do with it. Yeah. Um, so the story behind that, Um, I, when I first started my sports journey, I was at the newspaper and I got to say it was like very toxic for me. Um, it was kind of like the good old boys club. And I always knew that the sports industry could be like that, but never knew it would happen to me so soon. And I really had to make a hard decision. Like, okay, at this job, I have my audience and I have access. I have a credential to get in, but like, I'm miserable. And, um, I realized that like people read and consumed my, my media for me, not because of who it's coming from. Like they're gonna click the link because I posted it, not because the link says a certain name. Um, So when I realized that, I was like, I can, let me just like kind of branch off on my own. And I covered all of my bases. I'm like, okay, even though I'm leaving this job and starting my own thing, like how am I gonna make money? So I worked at the Kansas Food Bank for like all four years of undergrad to make money so that I can do stuff for free. Um, And I covered all my bases. found out how to get a credential for stuff and then I just started like posting my own articles my own interviews and from there like my audience followed and it was great I had the talk show in Wichita that I started up which was amazing and um, I'm still kind of like learning as we go like I love having the show but it was kind of hard when I moved to New York to sustain that so I'm, I would love to get into that kind of stuff again um, but I also just do a bunch of coverage like a bunch of random stuff that I get invited to like um, whether that's like events or games and then I kind of just cover it from a social media standpoint Um, I would love to start writing again and interviewing so that's kind of in the works awesome yeah definitely it's probably tough keeping up with everything but I'm sure you'll get back to it and what's been your coolest event that you've been invited to through that oh gosh um so I helped out at um a grassroots soccer um gala and I got to interview, uh, Kristen Press was there, Sir Alex Ferguson and Seth Myers. It was the most random like, group of people. Um, I was not expecting to like interview Sir Alex Ferguson, and but Seth Myers too, I was like, and they were all interacting together. I felt like I was in a simulation. I was like, what is this? Um, so getting to help out at that event was probably my favorite just because of the randomness of it, mm-hmm. but they were all connected through soccer, which I think was great. Like it just goes to show like how a sport can connect people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably my favorite one so far. For sure. I mean, such a random group, but like 
the most awesome group you could have. And then to connect, I like how you said they were all connecting through soccer and that's just what sports is all about. And why I love sports as well is everybody's just coming together to connect over um, whatever sport it is. And I find that so amazing. So what are your overall goals in the sports industry? Where do you see yourself in a few years? I know that's the famous interview question, but what are your out there goals where you're like, I really want to do this eventually. Yeah, eventually I would love to have my own show like I did back in Wichita, Mm -hmm. but on a bigger scale and like one that I can sustain an income off of. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of a big goal for mine is just to keep, you know, having conversations, keep interviewing, keep up with my social media. Um, And then I just want, I just want to be like in a position where I can help people. Like TikTok has been great because like I have people that reach out to me that say like, I literally changed my major because of you. Or like, I got this job because like you gave me this piece of advice and um, it's kind of been hard lately to keep up with messages, but like, I want to get to this, like the place where I can maybe help in a bigger way, whether that is through a podcast or like webinars, like again, or whatever it may be. Like, I just want to be in a position like to keep helping people. And I don't know, cause that's like big for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got this. You you have such a platform already that I feel like you can you can bounce off that and use your followers who really care about you and and want to see you succeed. So, do you like how do you keep track of those goals? Like do you write them down? Like manifest them? Like or are you just oh, like 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm big on like I write everything down and mm-hmm. like I'm big on that and then also like I don't know, you probably see me post about it, but it's like um speak it until like on my phone background it literally says like speak it until you see it I'm big on just like making here's a piece of advice actually like making your goals known because no one will know that you want something or want to do something unless you make it known like no one's going to be like if I say oh I want it if no one knows that I want to do xyz no one's going to think of me when an opportunity comes up and so like I have people all the time that tell me like oh my goal is to like work for this and like I'll hear about an opening I'll be like you need to apply like let me put in your name as a reference like so like that's a big thing like make it known what you want to do and then people will think of you like when opportunities come up like they'll bring up your name in rooms that you're not in so I think that's a big thing too yeah I love that like nobody's gonna read your mind yeah and know what you want to do you have to definitely put it out there in the universe so I know you just gave that piece of advice but what would you say is like your overall final piece of advice that you want to give women in sports there this is like multifaceted my answer um and it could be a little cheesy but I genuinely think that like as women in sports like we always try to put ourselves in a box like I you know like I'm very outgoing and I'm like very bubbly and like people then like think okay because I'm like this I can't be super serious and um you know another thing like they think you have to be one way or the other but I think like just don't put yourself in a box and be genuine to who you are and the right company or team or league or whatever will will celebrate you like there's something that someone told me in grad school and they said go where you're celebrated not where you're tolerated so you want to go where you can be like your authentic self and don't settle Um, But then I know, especially when you're first starting out, it feels so hard to even land your first job. Um, But I think like persistence is the key. Um, Like I've gotten so many rejections um, and that all led to a better yes. Like when I, um, last year I interned with FC Bayern and that was like a huge internship for me. But the day I interviewed with them, I got three different rejection emails sent to my inbox that day. And so I went into the interview like, well, this is going to be another rejection. Great. 
Um, but thankfully, like I treated it as if I would get it and I just like kept going and I got it. So, and it was better than any of the internships I applied for. So I think that's just big. It's like, you just got to be persistent and don't let like the rejection, like keep you from, you know, still putting yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. I think um, sports is so tough with that. And then also it's just like finding what's right for you. You know, one door closes, that means a better door is going to open. And there's a reason that you might get rejected because there's, you know, maybe this bigger, better thing that you were meant to do instead. So totally agree with that. I think that's so important. Um, But that's all I have for you. So thank you so much, Aaliyah, for coming on. And I want to know where we can keep up with you. Tell us all of your accounts and LinkedIn, maybe even. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can, my name is very easy to find me because um, it's not common. So if you just type in Aaliyah Funshell on like social media, you can find me like my Instagram and uh, TikTok are at Aaliyah Funshell. Twitter is at Aaliyah Fun. And then I have a YouTube and Instagram page um, at Sports of Aaliyah. Awesome. Well, be sure to keep up with her. She posts some really great content, like behind the scenes of sports and then just overall advice. So great thing to do to follow her. Um, thank you again, Aaliyah, for coming on. It was so great to hear about your journey and I'm excited for what you have to come in the future. Of course. Thanks for having me and keep it up. Like you're a natural at this. I, I love seeing everything you do. Thank you. Appreciate of that. Course. We'll see you next time on Women Changing the Game.